0: Welcome to the Live Well Podcast, brought to you by North Texas Healthy Communities and Blue Zones Project, helping you live longer, better, and happier. Now, coming to you from Fort Worth, Texas, the largest certified Blue Zones community in the country, your host, Ricky Cotto.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Live Well Podcast. I'm your host, Ricky Cotto, and uh, we are here with a special guest this morning, and her, she goes by the name of Mimi, uh, so, what's, what's your real name?
0: My real name is Michelle Leigh Davis.
1: david Michelle a. So, Michelle uh, everybody knows her as Mimi, and we're so glad to have her here today. Uh, so, fun fact about me, in 2008, I graduated from the University of North Texas, and uh, my first real adult job, you could say, was at a community center called Thomas Place Community Center in Fort Worth, and I was uh, a programmer and a programmer pretty much runs the programs at the center. And there I learned so much. I learned about uh, how to work with kids. I learned about the community, working with neighborhoods, events. Uh, It was chaos in a box and I loved it. And today, uh, Michelle, she's also a programmer and uh, we're gonna have a a little discussion about what the importance of community centers and how Blue Zones uh, got involved with all that. So a little bit about our friend Mimi here. She is a Fort Worth native, graduated um, in the, from the University of North Texas. I'm sorry, the University of Texas in Arlington. Don't get that <laughs> twisted, right? Um, she enjoys working with youth and any capability and loves overseeing community events to beautify and bring people together. She has worked with the city of Fort Worth in park and recreation for nine years years and currently uh, she is a recreation programmer at Diamond Hill Community Center and in her free time she enjoys hanging out with friends and family and doing community theater. I have to ask what is community theater?
0: <laughs> so community theater is theater that's done within the community. So a lot of those actors aren't paid. Um, they just do it uh, in their time and in their free time mm-hmm. i actually used to be a theater major so i've done over 50 shows wow. i love theater it is definitely so one of my act passions So you
1: sing or both i act
0: i okay. cannot sing
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> i wish i could bet you know. i bet you have an amazing voice <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> hey but this is this is so cool um so where did the name mimi come from
0: so um I was raised by my grandmother and great-grandmother and my mom came up with this name michelle A is actually a 90s r&b singer mm-hmm. um and i actually have two last names so it's Adams davis i have my mom and dad's mm-hmm. last name and so my grandmother uh, was just like yeah nobody's saying all that that's a lot to that's say lot. so she was like well i'm gonna call her mimi yeah. so um from her calling me mimi everybody just calls me mimi i'm like well you know if you can't say michelle a you can just say
1: mimi for sure that's right it's funny, like, when grandma calls you something, it sticks. It does. Yeah, because even my name, my, my full name is Luis Ricardo. And yeah. grandma started calling me Ricky. Or and he, it, he, and he it just and, and that's it. it. It's on my birth certificate now. It's on my, uh, uh, what do you call it, my social security card. Uh, yeah, it that just That is stuck.
0: crazy. And you know when you get called by your real name, you're in trouble.
1: Exactly. Especially by your that's name. That's right. Somebody <laughs>
0: call me Michelle, A., I know it's something serious. Exactly. No, you're
1: absolutely right. That's so cool. So we're just going to dive right into it. All so, right. Why Why do you think community centers are so important to neighborhoods?
0: Community centers are important to neighborhoods because we need them. Yeah. I think a lot of times um, people may look and think that community centers are just for the youth, mm-hmm. but it isn't. It's for everyone. Yeah. It's really a family atmosphere, and that's what I love the most about community centers, and that's why I think it's the most important. Mm-hmm. When we have these events like the back-to-school bashes that you see or the fall festivals, when you see those smiles on those family faces, because it's mom right. and dad, yeah. it's grandparents. It's, you know, their caretaker with them and they're having fun. They're on those hay hayrides. They're in the picture booth. They're acting silly. And they're right there is why it's important because it bridges that gap between community and family and puts it together. I, I love it.
1: Oh, yeah, I know. And I agree. I, I, especially in Diamond Hill. It yes. seems like... The, the community center is kind of the nucleus of that entire zip code. It's just kind of where everybody goes to hang out. It's where the events are at. All the schools kind of integrate there. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. It's, community centers are vital to the, to the health of the neighborhood. Yes. So I know I've worked with community centers. I have a, a passion for them. I, I've just seen the great things that they do um, for neighborhoods. What do you think are some misconceptions uh, when people hear commu- the term community center?
0: Um, like I said before, they think mm-hmm. that it's only for youth. Yeah, that's the main. Misconception like it's like, oh well that's just for the kids, right? No. No, it's for everybody. It's for the teenagers to come hang out at. It's for the adults to come and work out at, um, or to come take a class. It's for our seniors. Diamond Hill has a really big senior uh population that comes and they come Monday through Thursday. Mm -hmm. And if we be like, no, we can't have it. why? (laughs) Why? They wanna know why? Because they love it there. So the biggest misconception is that it's not for everybody right. but it really is we offer um, classes and mm-hmm. offer programming for anyone, right. anybody, any age
1: Yeah it, and I, I would even argue that the, the programming um, is extremely well done a lot of, I, it, when I worked with with community centers, a lot of people kind of had that like oh it's a community center, it's not. You know, it's kind of bootleg. It's, it's the, the programming. is just some random person off the street. And, no. and it's like, no, they, these are professionals that are coming in yes. here. They are teaching our children karate, ballet, yes. disciplines, yes. dance. Is, is there a... Um, just thinking of your nine years, is there a program that you help put together that you're like super proud of that you remember you're like that was really cool
0: one of the programs that always always sticks with me um, I was at Holland Hills Community Center for um, the majority of my nine years I was there for about five years Mm -hmm. Um, and one of the things one of the programs that I founded was a gardening program Mm -hmm. Um, and we did it through Texas Agriculture uh, A&M Texas Agriculture and um, I called them I had got their number from one of our superintendents, um, Monique Hill, so I called them and I was like, hey, are y'all doing uh, gardens at community centers? Because I really wanted the kids to learn the importance of growing their own food, eating healthy, because you don't see that a lot now, right? right. Just go to the store and go buy it. And they're like, oh no, we're not doing any community centers, we're doing schools. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, So a couple of days after that, Uh, Marquina, which works with them, Mm -hmm. uh, she called me back and she's like, hey, I talked to them and we're going to do your community center. You'll be the first community center that we do. However, we'll only be able to do six weeks. And I said, no, I'm going to take the six weeks because, you know, let's do the six weeks. Let's get it going. Right. So they came in. uh, They bought everything for us. They gave me instructional manual. Um, six weeks turned into three years. Wow. We started off with two beds. When I left from there, I got promoted and went to another community center. We had nine beds right. in a small greenhouse. And <clears throat> those kids ate from that garden. That's right. um, they grew from it. They had garden journals. Mm-hmm. We would give the community, the community, leaders will always come up and be like y'all got some more of that mint y'all got some more of that parsley because it was good last night so See? that program always sticks with me because it it wasn't supposed to be there right it was supposed right. to be six weeks but it turned into years yeah. and still to this day they have the garden there
1: yeah
0: so i i just i love that
1: no, i love that and it's it's like you planted a, a program no pun intended and it just kept <laughs> going yes and uh you know i love that, that's one of the, my, my favorite things about Blue Zones Project, too. Um, when we do these cooking demonstrations or even like these gardens and people try something they've never um, and I, I preach this because that that was the story of my life. I mean, it wasn't until I worked for Blue Zones that I tried anamame or like these other veggie, like these vegetables because mm. I never had the opportunity. I yeah. mean, I just never thought about it. Yeah. Um, and even how to cook it. Right. So so taking things from a garden and letting kids try it for the first time, it's actually pretty it's pretty cool to see.
0: The parents just always ask me, Miss Mimi, how are you getting them to eat peas? Yeah. I'm like, I'm not forcing them. Yeah. <laughs> They're really, because they grew it. So when you see something grown, mm-hmm. you want to try it. I mean, they waited six weeks or however long yeah. it takes for each plant. Uh, something that I was learning as well, because I didn't know that peanuts grew underground. Oh, See, it's just <laughs> yeah. stuff that you learn. So I'm like, I'm Good. learning with the kids, too. This yeah. is cool. So, uh, yes.
1: Oh, that's great. So what, as a programmer, what would you think or what would you say is one of the most challenging parts of, of your job?
0: One of the most challenging parts can be to stay creative. Yeah. It's so much stuff out there. It's uh, so many programs out there. Um that sometimes and i think too with the world and the climate you know we just came from covid um we were all kind of inside there wasn't a lot of programming in person going on because you know we couldn't for the longest so sometimes you lose that creativity right so i really whenever i'm looking at my year or looking at my six months that i'm trying to schedule i always try to think outside the box and really hold that creativeness yeah
1: no, I agree, uh, especially that these last two years, it, everything just kind of went virtual for a season. Mm-hmm. Um, so we spent so much time thinking, OK, how do we do virtual programming? How do mm-hmm. we still connect with people that are kind of in their houses? Uh, you know, how do you do programming virtually? And um, now it's kind of on the flip side. We've gotten used to that. OK, now we're COVID's going down. Yeah. Numbers are dropping. People are starting to kind of get back to normal. Yes. So, it's like, how do we re-engage folks? And yes. How, how do we address, like, loneliness and isolation and mm-hmm. bringing people back out together? Um, so, yeah, definitely always always a challenge. <laughs> but the good thing is there's just all these resources. Um, it is. And so, I, I got to ask, so what drew you to Blue Zones Project as a, as a programmer? How'd you get involved?
0: So... Um, I was working at Highland Hills. Seems like everything was going on. I (laughs) I was working at Highland Hills, and one of my coworkers, who was also another center aide at the time, um, she was like, hey, have you ever heard of Blue Zones? I'm like, nah, what is that? I don't know what that is. What, you know, blue zone. Okay, I like the color blue. What's up? Right, What's going right. on with it? And so she's like, no, blue zones, you know, you're going to get blue zone certified. They made mm-hmm. it really easy for the community centers here in Fort Worth to get certified um, because the city, from my understanding, mm-hmm. is, you know, certified blue zones, correct? Right. Yes. So it's like, if you're a community center, you only have to add to that. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, what do I need to do? Who do I need to speak to? And so she gave me Andrika Lockett's uh, email. So I emailed her, and I'm like, hey, you know, I'm from Holland Hills. I'm a center aide. I'm trying to figure out how can we get Blue Zones certified. Um, so Andrika let me know what all I needed to do, and she started telling me about everything that they did, not just healthy eating, but... We will uh, assist you in any program right. that you have. Just let us know. And so from that, it just blossomed. Once I moved from Highland Hills and went to Hanley Middleburg Community Center, I got them certified, too, right. um, because I think the program is amazing. It's no um, program that I've done that Blue Zones have not aided me in that program. We had a teen mental health Event at Diamond Hill Community Center. Mm-hmm. And I spoke with Andrika about it. And I'm like, well, what can you all provide us with something for the mental health? And she was like, sure, we have books. We have planners that we can give out as giveaways. Right. And then she also came to come speak to my teens about their mental health. Mm-hmm. So it's things like that that I appreciate. Right. And that, you know, it started from this seed of not knowing what Blue Zones was to now, Every event we're collaborating with each other. Right. Keep listening for more well-being tips from our special guest. And for more information about Blue Zones Project and the Power Nine in our community, visit LivelongFortworth.com.
1: And I love that you bring up mental health because when with Blue Zones, it's how do we keep people healthy? Um, but it's the holistic approach. Mm-hmm. You know, and we see that in the power nine that Dan discovered in his research. So a lot of people think blue zones just like dieting and mm-hmm. like, you know running and CrossFit and all that stuff, but when you look at the health of a, a human being, it's it's so much more. Yes, and it's mental, it's physical, it's spiritual. Yes, yeah, spiritual. It's all these components and uh, that we see in Dan's research. So what I have to ask? So what what is your favorite Power Nine principle? Is there one that sticks out to you?
0: There's actually two. Okay. Um, so the first one is going to be purpose. Mm-hmm. I feel like you cannot do anything in life without knowing what your purpose is. What's your why? Mm-hmm. Why do you wake up and drive 30 minutes to work or 20 minutes to work? Why do you do this? What is your purpose? So having a purpose in life is definitely that well-being. It goes back into having a well-being. It gives you that why. That's right. Um, and then also, one the five.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who doesn't like that, right? Mm-hmm. So those are my favorite two. <laughs> it's
1: like a good way to relax a little right, bit. You right. Know.
0: Little glass of wine, a little music in the yes. back. Mons nineties R and B, yes. but you know a little music in the back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag same. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I know we always joke around about that in our office. Right? We love like, I love R and B. So yes. that's that's wonderful. We they don't they don't make music like that anymore. They don't. Unfortunately, it's a lot of. They time. gotta
0: bring it back, y'all.
1: They do. We need <laughs> talent back. Yes. <laughs> so in in your role um, in your experience, especially like working in Diamond Hill, um, and I know that because of COVID, I haven't had too much interaction um but what what are some of the needs that you noticed with families um as you're in the center like are are there specific things that you've noticed like man you know this neighborhood is 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 hurting or they're struggling with a particular thing
0: um definitely child care Mm -hmm. so i feel like us having the after school program um is amazing yeah. because those parents they really need it. Um, you see parents who have multiple children, mm-hmm. and if you're working um, and you're not getting off until 5:30, the after school yeah. program is perfect for you because you know you have until six to pick them up. Or you know if you're a stay at home parent and maybe you just need some time to be able to get the house and everything mm-hmm. in your order. Having those after school programs really help aid them with that. And having childcare is very important. And our school program provides um, supper, which is like a it's either it's either hot or cold so the kids get that you know a lot of times they do not eat at school but they will eat our lunch that we have for them or hashtag supper right um and then also homework help because a lot of times maybe you don't know algebra that well but we have staff that can help them and you know tutor them Mm -hmm. and then also getting that time with other kids that's not in school Mm -hmm. that's you know, where you're able to run, you're able to play and you're able to get that, the recreation side of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So definitely childcare. And then also we have coming up Mm -hmm. at Diamond Hill, which is game prevention. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you do kind of see the games or children trying to go that way. Mm -hmm. So I believe
1: that having that
0: uh, coming up program is really helping the community
1: there. And you know what? What I love about what community centers provide, and, and this is a misconception as well. You know, they think of after or childcare as I'm gonna drop my kid off and just do whatever they want. Right. And, no. And it's like no, it's actually <laughs> extremely structured. Yes. Um, so there are activities. There's a schedule. Like you said, homework is prioritized. Yes. So you help kids reading. You help kids with math. Um, there's a there's a snack there and. That's one of the things that we assist with a healthy snack yes um but also like social interaction and it's a place that parents can trust that if i leave my child there they're going to be taken care of they're not going to be neglected um and they're not just at home
0: you know a lot of times we see our kids and they stay on these phones or on these tablets on these computers no let's get up let's go outside let's go to the garden Let's go run. Let's go do that. And that's what these after-school programs provide.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think it's one of the um, most—it's a resource that a lot of people don't know of. Yeah. That I think that people should really look into, especially with kids. I know I have a three- and a six-year-old, and we're fortunate enough to to balance, you know, picking up Elena and and making sure she's covered— But I I feel like there's going to be a time in our lives where, you know, we're going to have to utilize our centers. Yes. You know, like we're going to have to drop E off at one of the centers because, you know, mom and dad have to work. Right. But the the good thing is, is me knowing that she's going to be taken care of, fed. Uh, There's supervision there. Um, It's not just drop your kid off, let them do whatever.
0: And the kids don't want to go home. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Can we stay for a little bit? That's how you know they're enjoying it. If the kids want to stay, they're definitely enjoying it. And we love it. We love having them there.
1: Yeah. And I will say, too, um, you know, especially families that are, you know, single parent households. Mm -hmm. It's like that center, whether it's the programmer, the community center aid, the the. The person the part-time worker they kind of fill that role a little yeah. bit um so kids kind of see you as like the mom yes <laughs> or, or the dad how
0: many uh, kids right. have called me mom mama yeah. i mean miss yeah. mimi um <laughs>
1: <laughs> like don't get in trouble with mimi <laughs> so it's just a, it's a great thing and then um so how I, I know you talked a little bit about blue zones partnering with you um as far as events go but how has blue zones uh, supported your work at diamond hill
0: we have fresh access that we get twice a month um and it's fruit that's being dropped off to the community center fruit and vegetables that we're able to give to our participants that's in the community and our parents love it yeah i have a grandparent of one of my kiddos who i gotta get some more of that fruit <laughs> You don't understand. I got. I ain't had no fruit like that. I go to Walmart. That fruit don't taste the same. I'm like, right? uh, okay, well, we to have it for you, sir. Um. So just small things like that. Yeah. Um. Because a lot of our community centers are in the middle of a food desert, mm-hmm. and so providing that healthy, rich food that they need—fruits and vegetables—that's one of the biggest things to me. I love when you all start doing fresh access.
1: Yeah, and for for. Just to explain fresh access a little bit it's a program that we started um, to deal with our our food access initiative and that's one of the things we started noticing so one of the things that came out of covid was you know people just weren't they didn't have availability to to fresh fruit or produce Mm -hmm. Uh, so our food banks were slammed and we just started seeing this um, you know, people were getting laid off. They, they weren't working. Yeah. So there was a huge need in our community uh, when it came to food. Now, I know a lot of us are thinking, well, Ricky, there's McDonald's over there and Jack <laughs> in the Box here. And so, yeah, so the opposite of a food desert is a food swamp. Mm. And it is where you have food, but the, the food is all processed. It's, it's just not good for you. It's all just sugary. So um, we started teaming up with our community centers and doing. We, we started with Fruit Drops and it just became super popular. And yes. now we have developed um, Fresh Access and we do this con- continually in 14 centers. Um, and like you know, Mimi says, it's extremely popular with our parents and, and our kids as well. Um, so if you were to have like a magic wand, you know what would you implement or change in in the neighborhood that you serve?
0: What would I implement? I would like to see. So we are one thing about Diamond Hill uh, Community Center is that we are getting a new community center. Yes. So we are very, very, very excited about that. Um, the community is very very excited about that new community center Mm -hmm. and so if i had a magic wand i would want it done today right (laughs) because that new community center is going to bring um i feel like diamond hill back out you know we talk about COVID this podcast episode Mm -hmm. and i feel like in a lot of ways um People have been staying in, mm-hmm. but I feel like when they see the new, they're going to want to come out more oh, yeah! and come to the classes, come mm-hmm. to the karate's, come to the boxing that we have, mm-hmm. come to the Zumba that we're going to have. Right. So just getting that community center here today, I think will be amazing. That's what I will change. And yeah. that's what I would do.
1: Speed up the process. Yes. Start with all this cold weather. Yes. And all the snow and rain. And... The Texas <laughs> is not used to. Right. I'm not used to it either. <laughs> You know, I, I agree. And you know, Diamond Hill, we've done a lot of work in Diamond Hill and Diamond Hill is such a close knit community. Yes it is. Um, you know, everybody works together, everybody yes. knows each other. Yes. Um, yeah, it's it's no place like it in Fort Worth. I I would I would even go out there and say that. So it's a it's a special place. And you are doing some great work over there. So Mimi last couple of things here. So what gives you hope? What gives me hope?
0: Um gives me hope is me knowing that i am doing my purpose Mm -hmm. that i'm in the community that i'm with the kids that i'm doing what i know that feels good to me i love being around the children i can't say that enough um if i'm having a bad day Mm -hmm. i know if i go in the room and go play a game of uno which i'm gonna win okay i don't (laughs) care about being kids i'm kidding (laughs) but no just to know that they're always happy to see me Mm -hmm. You know, I went on vacation for a little bit. And one of the kids was like, it was literally probably a few days. It wasn't even a full week. And she was like, Miss Mimi, I just, I missed you so much. And then I thought about you and I, I missed you again. And it's it's stuff like that. that it is it's like, oh, you miss me. Like, this is my purpose. Like, I'm yes. supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be um you know, providing these programs to you all and teaching you things and helping you with your homework and providing a service. Mm-hmm. Just knowing that I'm providing that service is what's giving me hope to continue to keep moving forward.
1: Yeah. And how, how do you encourage a center or a programmer that has not worked with Blue Zones Project yet? Uh, what, what do you say to that person to encourage them?
0: Um, you got to get Blue Zone certified. And if you are Blue Zone certified, well, then come on. Right. They pro- You guys provide such a great service. It really is. Um, like I said before, you have aided me in every program, every special event that we have had. You all have been there. So it is a wonderful partnership. Yeah.
1: No, and we love people like you because <laughs> you are an extension and... You know, Blue Zones is a well-being improvement initiative that's community-led. And the whole goal of Blue Zones Project is to help people live longer and better lives. Mm-hmm. We want people out of the hospital. We want yes. people not to have heart disease and diabetes and all these things that, that can limit. And, and Blue Zones helps provide a way um, to, to not have that. Yes, and and people like you are an extension and you're helping educate kids you're helping take care of kids and their parents as well and they are living longer and better lives yes and and that's what we want exactly (laughs) so that it just goes on so Mimi if people hear this and they want to get in touch with you or connect with you how can uh, people learn more
0: Yes, so you can go to the city or Fort Worth website um, and search under community centers. We are Diamond Hill Community Center. Um, My supervisor name is Raul Meza, Mm -hmm. um, and my name is Michelle A. Adams Davis. Uh, I will spell that out for y'all. It's M-E apostrophe S-H-E-L-L-I-A. And last name is A-L-L-U-M-S hyphen d-a-v-i-s see this is why everyone calls me mimi yeah but yes so that's my whole email address it's my first name dot last name at fort worth texas spelled all the way out dot gov or you can call us at 817-392-5485 awesome
1: well Mimi, i know the city of fort worth is lucky to have you So uh, it's exciting to keep working and uh, yeah, we'll just keep pressing. So thanks so much for hanging out with us today.
0: Thank y'all for having me.
1: All right. See you soon.
0: You've been listening to the Live Well Podcast, brought to you by North Texas Healthy Communities and Blue Zones Project. well-being initiatives in Fort Worth supported by Texas Health Resources. Join us again in the future and find more information and podcasts for living well at LiveLongFortWorth.com.